0: Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, February 4th. I'm Erica Pandey, filling in for Nyla Boodoo. Here's what we're talking about today. Why everyone is mad at the Robinhood investing app. Plus, how Tampa Bay is prepping for a pandemic Super Bowl. But first, the fight over the identity of the Republican Party is today's one big thing. Trumpism has the Republican Party fighting over its own identity. Last night, after a tense, hours-long meeting about the future of the party, House Republicans voted to keep Liz Cheney in leadership. That was following calls for her removal after she voted to impeach former President Trump. And at the same time, the party is split over Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's well-known for supporting QAnon and other conspiracy theories in Congress, and today the House is going to vote on whether or not to remove her from her seat on the Education Committee. Margaret Talev is a managing editor for politics at Axios, and she's here to tell us more about where the Republican Party is headed. Good morning, Margaret.
1: Good morning, Erica.
0: So, Margaret, you just wrapped up an Axios survey monkey poll taking the pulse of voters. How are Republican voters feeling about all of this?
1: I mean, you really can't read this split any other way. Right now, most Republican voters in the United States are feeling favorably towards Kevin McCarthy and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And unfavorably towards Liz Cheney and Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy is up 22 percent. Marjorie Taylor Greene is also in positive territory, 10 percent. Mitch McConnell, negative 15 net favorable. Liz Cheney, negative 28. The split is very clear. The two who are aligned more closely with President Trump are in positive territory. And the two who are perceived to have stepped away from him or turned against him are in clear and, in one case, very deep negative territory.
0: Representative Green's, some of the things she said have been very wild conspiracy theories. The people who do align themselves with her, where do they fall on the ideological spectrum?
1: This represents a snapshot of sort of the extreme right of the American electorate and of the modern Republican Party. And the question is, is the rest of the Republican Party going with them? One asterisk to put on all of this is that many Republicans don't necessarily know precisely what Marjorie Taylor Greene believes in. When people are asked, do your own views line up with Marjorie Taylor Greene's or Liz Cheney's, it turns out that like half of Republican voters actually don't know they don't know enough about what either one of them believes to know whether they agree with them so the unknown factor is a factor here but right now at this moment in time that cue that this is someone who represents what trump believes and the questions that trump is asking is really what is propelling her strength and putting pressure on kevin mccarthy to side with her putting pressure on republicans to distance themselves from liz cheney and throw her out of leadership and really making McConnell's gamble so incredibly important, which is does he have enough political capital to withstand all the negativity and try to pull the party back to the center or the center right?
0: What are you looking for next?
1: I think one of the undercurrents of this survey is the idea that there's just this large segment of America that doesn't believe in America anymore the way we've always understood it, the notion that American democracy lifts all boats. If enough people break away from that view, you really could see a form of extremism or anti-democracy take hold in a much more powerful way than one or two random seats in extremely conservative districts. And I think that's something that all American leaders from both parties are really concerned about.
0: Margaret Talev is Axios's Managing Editor for Politics. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks, Erica. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the latest in the Robin Hood saga. Welcome back to Axios Today. The Robinhood Investing app has had a spectacular couple of weeks. It's gained hundreds of thousands of new users, and it picked up a $3.4 billion investment from Wall Street. But the app has also been a pain for politicians, regulators, and Reddit users. As Felix Salmon, Axios' chief financial correspondent, writes, it's the app everyone loves to hate. So Felix, why is everyone mad at Robinhood?
2: I think they're mad at it for A bunch of reasons. One is that they don't really trust what's coming out of the company in terms of communications, they keep on changing their tune, they can't work out whether they're stopping trading to protect customers or because of collateral requirements or whatever. So there's bad communication. On top of that, they worry that it's really in the pocket of Wall Street, that it's investors are Wall Street, big firms, that it sells all of its order flow and customer data to Wall Street high-frequency traders. And then also, it feels like a very Silicon Valley kind of move fast and break things company, which isn't really what you want from a brokerage where you invest your life savings. So there's not a lot to love there.
0: So we've all been seeing Robinhood in headlines a ton in the past couple of weeks, but this isn't the first time the app has come back from a crisis, right? Can you catch me up a little bit on that history?
2: There's no end of Crises and fiascos that Robinhood has had. They have had entire days where you couldn't trade on the platform. They've had to pay multi million dollar fines to the SEC for misleading their users. There's a big court case against them in Massachusetts saying that they don't have their users' best interests at heart. If you want to find ways to attack Robinhood, there's no shortage of things that have come out and made them look bad. What's amazing is that none of them seem to have hurt its user growth. The number of people using this app only ever seems to go up, and it goes up at an astonishing pace.
0: So what does the next five years look like for Robinhood now?
2: So the first thing that happens is they go public one way or another. They'll have an IPO, they'll do a direct listing, they might even get taken over by one of those special purpose blank check companies but then they'll have a stock market listing and once they have a stock market listing then they will have to be a lot more transparent about what's going on internally and about their finances i don't know if that's going to help people trust them more but i honestly don't believe that anyone can trust them less
0: felix salmon is axios's chief financial correspondent thanks felix thanks erica So the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will meet in Tampa to play the 55th Super Bowl this Sunday. It's the first time that a team will be playing in their home stadium, and it's also the first time that two teams will play the Super Bowl during a global pandemic. Ben Montgomery is the author of Axios' Tampa newsletter. So Ben, Dr. Fauci said yesterday that people should skip the Super Bowl parties this year.
2: Enjoy the game, watch it on television, but do it with the immediate members of your family, the people in your household.
0: What's the mood like in Tampa right now, Ben? Does it look like that's going to happen?
3: I wish that people here would listen to Dr. Fauci, but it is not going to happen. The Bucs are in the Super Bowl. We are not expecting people to follow these guidelines in the strictest way possible.
0: And, you know, for local restaurants and bars, this would have been a blowout weekend in normal times. How are they preparing for the pandemic version of this?
3: There are some strict orders that are being enforced. In fact, the city of Tampa has sent code enforcement officers to visit bars and restaurants to make sure that the owners of these places, the managers of these places are doing their job. You know, this is an important time. Our numbers have been in decline for the past few weeks, and we don't want any kind of super spreading events that send them skyrocketing again.
0: Well, either way, it's going to be a Sunday like no other in Tampa. I am a big Patriots fan, and I still love Tom Brady, even though he left us, so I'll be supporting the Bucs. Thanks so much, Ben.
3: Thanks so much, guys.
0: Ben Montgomery is the author of Axios' Tampa newsletter. And that's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com, reach out to me on Twitter at Erica underscore Pandy. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. Thanks for listening, have the best day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.